0: Coming from my basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, changing the unknown in a Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is going on? This is another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and with me is Eric Wayne. Eric, what's new?
1: Um, not much. It's springtime. That's what's new. Um, I spent the day yesterday, you know, prepping my lawn. I brought out the patio furniture. Birds were chirping and there was much merriment.
0: See, you say that it's spring and maybe it is down where you live. It is still very much late winter where where I live. It was, um, mid forties and bitter raining pretty much all day. And I am currently freezing to to the very core of, of my being
1: you all know, you get up around the 45th parallel <laughs> or wherever you are <laughs> and yeah you you know just shoo the penguins off your porch put some flowers it's welcome spring come
0: on yeah we're still trying to get rid of the polar bears from the backyard
1: they're nasty little <laughs> bastards
0: speaking of i don't know if you saw this eric but nfl draft prospect and i'm gonna try my best to say this because i'm not a football analyst robert m and kim he's defensive end for the uh old miss football team he's the he's a, running
1: rebels the,
0: the running rebels. no
1: no they're not the running rebels that's unlv what is it oh the old miss is just just, just regular rebels <laughs> it's woeful, woeful. They don't run the at all. Ones. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're just like they're meandering rebels.
0: The Bartolo Cologne of the rebel, rebel world, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, he was quoted in an ESPN The Magazine piece as saying that one of his first big purchases he'd like to make after signing his first, you know, big contract would be to buy a pet panther.
1: A panther?
0: Yes. Oof now he like
1: cam newton
0: <laughs> i don't know that it, it works like that i'm thinking oh. uh more like the ones that you know run run loose in the wild at times nice
1: that makes more sense
0: i guess he is kind of a red flag guy he's the guy that fell out of a hotel room window and was arrested oh, hasn't
1: everyone though really
0: <laughs> that's true um so do, would you be more or less comfortable drafting him knowing his his panther ambitions
1: less less wild animal people are insane what are the two ma- magicians, Siegfried and Roy, having the white tigers then, until they like bit their face off or something? Don't don't own exotic animals.
0: When you when you're a white tiger, you know, shower. Do you buy like you know head biting insurance? Is that is that kind of a, th- a thing that Geico drafts up for you?
1: That's pretty uh, specific type of insurance. <laughs> I would imagine. I'm sure all the ins- insurance underwriters that are listening to this podcast can rebuke me, but <laughs> I-, I don't think that maybe it- they probably even offer that. Although you can insure anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I was thinking like, do you think he's going to fence in his backyard and let it be like an outside panther or is, is a panther like an inside pet?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I imagine you just have it in your bedroom. I mean, to <laughs> to impress the ladies when they come over. <laughs> It's like a sex panther. 60% <laughs> yeah. of the time, it works every time.
0: I had, had no idea. I had no idea we were going there. Um So, yeah, Robert, if you're listening, add us and uh, let us know what you're planning on doing with said said panther. Yeah. Um, but this brings us this week's lead-off question. If you could own any exotic slash large slash marine animal, what would you pick?
1: I got, a, I got a confession to make. I'm on the Internet a lot. And the Internet... Loves pets. True. Right? Cats, dog photos. I am not a pet person. Mm -hmm. I find their pooping in the house to be disturbing in the case of a cat. Or just generally dealing with their poop and needs. Pets are very needy, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: feel like. So I would want a very low-maintenance pet. And I'm really not into cuddles. I don't, I don't need something to cuddle with. So I'm going to get a giant tortoise. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah,
0: That's not a bad choice. They
1: live forever. They, they look like a rock and they move about as fast. All you need to do is toss this thing some lettuce occasionally. And I'm not eating the lettuce, yeah, you know I can go to the I can go to Meyer and buy lettuce, and everybody think, oh, look at that healthy man buying lettuce. I'm just gonna throw it at my tortoise.
0: So this is like a lo- living elaborate pet rock.
1: Yeah, it's great. You know, every once in a while, maybe he'll crane his neck out a little bit to look at you awkwardly, but otherwise, you don't have to deal with tortoise drama BS. Its turds are probably small. I would assume. I don't so. know. I don't know about tortoise turds. But I'm going giant tortoise.
0: That's a that's an excellent choice.
1: How about you, Hall? What are you What are you taking? What um, exotic animal do you want?
0: I have I'm I'm an animal person. Like I love animals, so I had to make out my list, and I came up with, like a top twelve list. I'm like, this is this is too much. I had to narrow it down, and it was actually really difficult. Um, but I ended up going with a hippo. Um, Dude, they're, they're probably not like my overall favorite animal, but there's so much you can do with a hippo.
1: Did you sing the I Want
0: a Hippopotamus No, for that Christmas song is garbage. Song? That is not a feasible Christmas gift. She just needs to let it go.
1: Wait, wait. That, a hippo is not a feasible Christmas gift, right. but you just got done saying that you would choose a hippo for your exotic animal pet.
0: That's correct. I, I am by no means a feasible person. I feel like we've <laughs> we've had to establish that. But you could take a hippo on a walk, like just put that thing on a leash where you know, I, I like to Dude. run. He would run with me, I'm sure he could I'm sure he'd probably could keep up with me. I'm quite fast, but animals are usually fast too. Um
1: Do you know that hippos kill more human beings? like per capita than any other wild animal like in africa really they're ornery they're they're angry
0: sobs the thing is if you got them from like a, a pup or i don't know whatever baby hippo would <laughs> be calf. called a calf a calf i think a calf yeah they would know you they wouldn't like gore you or anything you'd, you'd be fine maybe not you just feed right. them with the bottle yeah until they're big and then you throw them all your leftovers and like you say your lettuce
1: I think hippopotamus is cool because it's Latin for water horse, <laughs> which is fun, which is interesting. Hippos are cool.
0: Yeah, they're they're probably in my top 10 most favorite animals.
1: I watched a hippo eat an entire watermelon in one bite and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show you can at podcastdianos.com. Or on the Twitter at uh, let's see, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. We need to post more from the Podcastianos account. We, I have. Uh, Would been, you
1: like me? I, I have yet to post anything from that account. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll join. You should. You should I don't want to confuse people beyond the confusion that they already have. But maybe I'll start posting as well.
0: And we can sign all of the various tweets like you say with an E, and I'll put a little J so that people know who's talking. We can use that little squiggle line that you love so much. I do love that squiggle line. All right, it's settled. You know the, like, password and, and whatnot to that account.
1: Yeah, I remember it was something ridiculous that you came up with that I laughed at. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is probably a conversation a that we flirt. can we can have later um, and if you want to show us some love we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes and like we said last week if you take a screenshot of your review and tweet it to me or the show's account I'll retweet it and you can get hundreds of thousands of followers and likes just from from that cuz that's cuz that's how the internet works just a lot li-
1: yeah yeah wide to people that's fine
0: <laughs> i'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast Yanos eric um This has not been the best of weeks for our beloved Tigers. No, no, not so good. Not so much. It started with dropping two of three in Kansas City and ended with us getting swept at home by the Cleveland Indians. We came into the week seven and four, and now we are below 500. um, Wolf.
1: Not so good. You know, the Indians are dropping some um, saucy banter about wanting to borrow the Indians broom for the Pistons tonight.
0: Uh, it's pretty pretty harsh yeah the thing is is like i don't know are are you a pistons fan or can i make fun of them
1: yeah no (laughs) no
0: chill out cleveland nobody cares about the pistons no disrespect to you out there if you do (laughs) but the pistons are what the eight seed like
1: nobody i just feel like cleveland doesn't have a lot of authority from which to speak yeah like look at our wonderfulness no no cleveland
0: we will not you have LeBron. That's that is the extent of the city of. Right. Well, I take that back. The city itself is lovely. The sports teams are less so.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we've sucked lately.
0: We have. Um more than anything to me, it was kind of just a blow to like the optimism we all came into the season with. You know like yeah. um you come into the season everything, you know, everything's possible. And not not to say at all that not, that things aren't possible anymore, but just kind of that like it's the first sucker punch of the year. Um the sense that, you know, this this is an easy ride completely gone. You know, we're we're in a dogfight in this division and there's four other teams who don't suck.
1: Correct. The twins? You not feeling the twins?
0: No, I'm. I'm not. The twins are done. Yeah, I, I don't. No, four other. That includes the twins.
1: Oh, but yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yes. I don't. Think, four other. Yeah, not four that are competing. No. My my math isn't very good.
0: That's okay. Down da- downstate math. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I don't. I don't think the twins are are that great. But I think they're they're a team that can give us a, a run for our money and I don't know what their the 50 games that we play each team in the division every year. Um, yes. For me, the big talking point from week one has to be the rotation. Uh, two of the five were dynamite. And um, I feel like one week ago we were talking about the starting pitching depth and all of a sudden there's real question marks around the other three spots. So, you know, we're all optimists here. Speaking of you and me, not not Tigers Twitter in general. All um,
1: all two of us.
0: are so. 100% of the people talking on this podcast are optimists. Um, so let's start with the good. Jordan Zimmerman was light freaking out again. Yeah. Six and a third against Casey on Wednesday. Didn't allow a run. Struck out eight. The streak is up to 19 and a third. Uh, is the streak ever going to end?
1: No, never. It will never end. He's going to throw a perfect season course, it's gonna end. It's just a matter
0: of It yeah. It, Zimmerman, he, he will probably allow a run at some point. Um, at some point, <laughs> he's been he's been the rack of the rotation so far. I know that everyone's yeah. only three and four you know trips through the rotation. He's so much less volatile than Verlander. Like there's such a smaller range of outcomes when Jordan Zimmerman pitches than when anyone else in the rotation. Um It's really nice.
1: He's very workmanlike. Yes. And I mean that in the best way. He looks like a guy who would come and install a furnace yeah. or something like that. He, he – you know, I teased him about being – looking like a video game low-level <laughs> henchman.
0: How did he take this? T- <laughs> he
1: kind of does. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean he's just very workmanlike. He's a blue-collar – you know, the the dirty jobs guy would like Zimmerman.
0: Yeah, he's from he's from Wisconsin. He ice fishes.
1: Yeah, that's hard. You know, no one. He's may, he's maybe as hardy as Blaine.
0: <laughs> he's see. very hardy. I was gonna say I think you can make a case that he's significantly hardier than Blaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Love love Zimmerman. Um, I had some fairly high expectations coming into the year, but he's been incredible. Um, yeah. Some reasons for, I, I put this down as reasons for optimism slash concern, um, because you can look at it one way, like he's doing great despite of these things and, you know, and it could be better if they correct or, you know, there are red flags of things that could, you know, cause some regression. His walk per nine is a full run, a full walk higher than it was last year which that's okay. not not ideal. Um, and his batting average in on balls and play against is 268, which is down from a career average of 304, which suggests that, I mean, that's, It's not significant, but it suggests he's getting a little bit lucky on balls being put in play. Okay, All right.
1: Well, he has not allowed a run. I mean, you'd expect a little luck to come along with that.
0: I think I think my overarching point here is that he is going to eventually give up runs and we shouldn't freak out about it because he is a very good pitcher, even if he doesn't, you know, continue this incredible scoreless streak.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think he's going to keep this going indefinitely, it's your own fault because you have <laughs> bad expectations.
0: Yeah. Um, Verlander himself, he was very good on Friday, gave up a col- couple of solo shots. Wasn't um, it Carlos Santana? Do you see who was batting leadoff? No. he was. He, I think he bat- batted leadoff in two of the three games this this series. Santana? Carlos Santana. The I don't
1: s- always really pay attention to that stuff very good.
0: The sizable um, first baseman slash DH flash former catcher.
1: Well, if, if you're going to go to the numbers, I mean, there must be something in the, in his numbers about op um, on base percentage or something like that. I mean, Gotta right. Be.
0: It's it, the, the way managers are constructing their lineups these days are, are really interesting. I kinda, I kinda dig it. Um, yeah, let's see. And the other, the other solo shot was to Marlon bird. Um, tough luck loser. Cause Josh Tomlin of all people was absolutely oh. filthy. Um, But between those two home runs, JV, 10 Ks and only two hits. um, Are you how are you feeling about Verlander now compared compared to coming into the start of the season?
1: I actually feel he had that one stinker start, Mm -hmm. but actually I feel better about Verlander than I did because before the season, it's like, well, is he going to be able to pick up where he did last year? How's his stuff going to be? Has he aged? And uh, his stuff is fine. I mean, he's not throwing high 90s fastballs, but he's still throwing mid 90s fastballs mm-hmm. and he's his stuff is plenty good. And we've seen it you now in two starts that he can
0: do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like the 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 narrative around him for the last, what, two and a half, three years has been, you know, when is he going to you know, turn in turn from a, a thrower into the you know wily stopper pitcher? And right. it's it seems like he's there like he, we're never going to get back to, you know, 2011 MVP Verlander. But this Verlander right. is really good, too.
1: And he's also not going to turn into G, uh What is it? Moyer or Moy, uh, Jay, yeah, Jay Moyer. Yeah, you know. I mean, overnight where he's going to be like super soft tossing. He's not going to be Kenny Rogers. I mean, he's not going to be a wily crafty veteran. He still needs a little bit. He needs that power fastball yet. Um. So people think he's going to flip a switch and, you know, start being a junk baller. That's not how it's going to go. I mean, he's he's still um, got a really, you know, good frame. He's a good athlete. He's still going to throw
0: hard. Yeah, he doesn't he need needs to, to be Kenny Rogers yet. I no. Mean, there's there's still a whole lot of life in there and plus it's a it's a completely different mindset when you go out there knowing that you have 99 in the back pocket versus right. he doesn't have that anymore no. and you can't just flip a switch and i mean jv's gonna back himself 100 percent of the time and when right. there just isn't quite that as much in there you know you you have it's to... not like
1: he's going from an a student to a c minus student he's going from an a plus student to an a minus student
0: Exactly. That's who, what I feel like. Who has various classes that they can still get straight A's in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this I... This a really good analogy. <laughs> it's because <laughs> we were both A students. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel like there was a lot of talk in the spring about, you know, classic Verlander being back. I, I don't mind this, Verlander. Let's get yeah. to the bad. Um, in the last week... Shane Green, who was my pick-to-click last week, we won't talk about that at all, um, has taken two losses and had a blister explode. Andy Ball Sanchez gave up seven runs in two and a third innings. And Big Pelf, much to my chagrin, because, you know, I hashtag love him, uh, put 13 Royals on base in five innings. Who are you most concerned about?
1: Um, Well, it's got to be Green because of the injury. And because when you physically cannot pitch, that's bad.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's correct.
1: I did not. I have to tell you, I was busy having a life, and I did not see Sanchez's start. But I've heard it was very poopy.
0: I have to be honest with you, too. I was watching uh, Man United was playing the FA Cup semifinal. I finished watching that game, flipped over to the Tigers, saw that it was 8 nothing, and I continued to flip the channel. So I, I didn't see any of that game either. I just um, checked the box score. But there's there's no time when you're giving up seven runs in two and a third, and the outing wasn't yeah. really really bad. So
1: of the those three, I would say I'm most concerned about Green because his he can't pitch, I guess. But after that, it's still Pelfrey, even though he didn't get hit as hard. But Pelf is like. <sighs> it's like watching a dump truck roll at you at 25 miles per hour and you cannot get out of the way. Like it's coming and it's rolling over you, but it's just slow motion. He's gotten so lucky. This is like, it's a bad accident waiting to happen. He's walking so many guys. He's nibbling the corners and it's just a mess with Pelfrey right now.
0: Okay. So here's the stats 14 and two thirds innings pitched this year. Eight. uh, Let's see. Eight walks. Wait no, that <laughs> that cannot be right. I don't know what the deal is with my numbers, but they are extremely incorrect. They a, a whole lot of walks and a three point six eight ERA. So I get it. He is he has not been good, but I'm gonna make a case for you. Let me let me um, rationalize why I think a, a not very good pitcher is serviceable. I bo- <sighs> okay, fine. This this is a mirage. This is simply a bad start. <laughs> Much in the same vein as Miguel Cabrera. That was a that was a joke. They're they're not <laughs> they're not equatable. However, he is posting a completely unsustainable walk per nine rate. Previous career high in a full season is 3.1 walks per nine. His rate currently 7.4. That is well over double his career, and he has uh, six full seasons of track record at, you know, significantly fewer walks.
1: I have one name for you that's going to destroy that argument. Go ahead. Don Terrell Willis. Dontrell Willis did not walk a lot of guys until he started walking
0: everyone. Okay. I, 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 I see what you're saying, but I feel like he's a, mecha- right. mecha- a mechanical anomaly. Like, there was so much going yeah. on with him. It makes okay. sense that when he that... unraveled, he was going to unravel hard.
1: Okay. that's that, All right. That's not 100% fair. Okay. <laughs> but I am still stunned, Hall, that you are hitching your wagon to the pelf train. This is not a train that I want to be on. I don't You really you, you really believe in your Pelf?
0: I don't I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. I don't think that Pelfrey is gonna win a Cy Young. Like I don't he's not that good. What he okay. is is a serviceable fifth starter. That's what I think he can do. Four point three zero ERA, uh, I don't know, twelve, fifth twelve, thirteen, fourteen wins, something like that. He is that he is that good. We just need to not give up on him, and I know that the the war people are going to be like well hopefully hopefully the war people have stopped listening by now because I feel like we've you know pooed on on the war sad enough, but this is a straight eye test all of the pitches like if you actually watch the movement, I'm making gestures with my hand that nobody can see. if you watch the movement on his pitches." It's good. It is hard to hit stuff. He just can't locate it in a spot where it does anything. If he's (laughs) starting to put that that sinker in a spot that's hitting corners, which over the course of his career he has, he's going to start missing more bats, and he's going to stop walking people. Uh, I mean— I know that it's looked bad, and I know that watching him has just been absolute torture for three stars. Yeah.
1: Yes, but yes to both of those things.
0: I, I don't think he's going anywhere, so I think we need to no, be, get used not. to it. And I, I really do ahead. think that it's, it's going to even out. I, I looked up uh, Shelby Miller, who is okay. generally thought of as a, as a pretty good starting pitcher. Exact same amount of innings pitched this year, exact same amount of walks. He's, he's a pretty good pitcher. Not, I mean, that's extremely anecdotal. All I'm saying is that there are good pitchers who melt down like this, and he'll he'll probably um,
1: he'll get he'll get better. He's got to get better. Regression to the mean says he'll get better.
0: Exactly. Um, and, but
1: go ahead. even his better is not something I'm really feeling.
0: <laughs> I think. Sorry. I, I, oh no. It's I I understand that it's just me and Hook, and we're out on this limb. Um,
1: I was kind of riding in your train a little while. But like I jumped off the a Pelf train. I'm that's sorry. I I observed too too much
0: crap Pelf. That's that's fine. we me and me and the big boy. We're just gonna we're gonna chill yeah. until until he figures it out. Um, he's right. he's kept the Tigers in two of his three starts. The Tigers have put up 1.3 runs per game for him. That's not great.
1: Yeah, but they've he, he's kept him in games, but. Did you see the manner in which he kept him in those games? They, there so is a... many base runners, and he was bailed out by double plays at, like three or four innings
0: there's a certain skill to pitching uh. well with runners in scoring position all right we need to move on <laughs> let's yes, we do, let's please. move on let's move on to Annie ball um we'll we'll skip shane green because i yammered for so long about about pelfrey um Alt. four starts too good too really not good hasn't made it to the sixth inning yet um he just if he feels so fragile like do we have room in our rotation for somebody that every fifth day we have to handle with kitty gloves
1: uh now with Pelf and sanchez stinking it up too no no we're talking about no San- we do not we're
0: talking about any ball
1: oh we're talking about sanchez i thought we are talking
0: about green no I, I said we'll skip green no
1: i mean uh yeah okay skip green um what are you gonna do you gotta run him out there
0: he's due six uh, you don't have any choice yeah he's due he's got 16.8 this year 16.8 million due next year and then an option for 2018 we are stuck with him um he he's
1: had one one good start out of the three.
0: The the first start was good. The second start was the one against Pittsburgh, where he threw five and changed really good innings, and then the yeah. typical yeah Annie ball fall off.
1: Yeah, he gets over a, once the hundred pitch mark comes. You gotta get the hook on him definitely, because he will weary quickly.
0: I feel like he's. I
1: of I, I still no I, I I still think he's got something in the tank. I didn't like I said I didn't see the start, but I believe in in Sanchez a little bit.
0: I feel like he's kind of like that. He's in that Verlander mode where we we need to stop assuming that you know two thousand what was his big year two thousand thirteen maybe. any Ball is ever coming back like he can still be a very serviceable starting pitcher without competing for for the ERA crown. It just makes me wonder how many guys we can afford to keep running out there that we're tempering expectations for. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Let me let me uh propose an idea that might blow your mind. Oh, here we go. Could it be that our the strength of our bullpen is going to calf to make up and carry our starting pitchers for a while, for at some period of time?
0: I think I think so. I mean, to a certain extent it has. Crazy. The the bullpen yeah. to my knowledge has not been responsible for a loss yet. Is that correct? The,
1: our bullpen, outside of K Rod, has been well, and Verhagen today, yeah, uh, it has been
0: really good. I don't want to get into that because that was a mess on Twitter, um, and we don't. It's too it's too specific to get into. But yeah, um, yeah. so uh, yeah, the, the bullpen is Justin Wilson is quickly becoming one of my favorite players.
1: Which, oh, he's a stud! I absolute I stallion.
0: Never would <laughs> I never never would have guessed it. Um, and Boyd came up, pitched really well and sent him back down. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to keep Boyd around. I I know that it's, it's wise to keep him stretched out. Starters yes. are more valuable than relievers, but I don't know. Boyd is, there is a, a pitcher in there. I'm, I'm starting to, to fall hard for, yep. for Boyd.
1: Boyd was great. I mean, if green doesn't come back from this blister thing, he can come back up without the waiting period because green will have gone on the DL. So that you might see Boyd take Green's next start.
0: The report from Fennec after the game was that Shane Green doesn't want to go on the DL, um, but obviously nobody. Yeah, he, he does not I have don't want to
1: do chores either. I mean, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I choice. mean, blisters, that's that can be that can really mess you up. You
1: remember seeing Smiley's blister?
0: I, do, I remember him. The having thing looked like a
1: list. rainbow. It had his own zip code. The thing was
0: awful. <laughs> um. And Shane Green, who you know is my boy, he was he was fighting yeah. his mechanics hard against the Royals in that first game. Um, this is this is just from from my own eyes. It looks like he's drifting forward um, in his motion, and he's opening his front shoulder up too soon. Obviously, I'm I'm no pitching coach, but when you do that, like your head kind of flies out, and you lose your essentially your like vision where where you're throwing the ball and you pick up the target too late and, you know, watch for, watch for that. If he, if he makes his next start, um, just a a personal theory, but I think if he were to keep himself back, which I understand it's, it's very difficult to kind of correct yourself in the middle of, of pitching. But, um, I think that would, I think that would benefit him. I should, I should tweet him. What's up, Greeny.
1: It's a strong breakdown hall. I'm depressed. (laughs)
0: I'm clapping for you. Thanks, I guess. Um, okay. So the other you put the
1: anal in analysis a little bit. That was very thorough. That was good.
0: <laughs> oh boy. The other big story this week has been the reemergence of the Fire Osmus crew on Twitter. Obviously they were never gone, um, just waiting, but now they're back in full force. Are you ready to give up on Brad?
1: Uh no, I, I'm not a big fire everyone guy. I'm I'm very patient and serene, mm. you know. I meditate, <laughs> you know, sit in the lotus position a lot. No, I'm not fire everybody, but there are a few things about Brad that kind of disturb me. I don't know. What do you think? My Ready ba- to drop the hammer?
0: Oh no, no. I'm I'm maybe an over the top apologist, but my my big thing is like what what mistake has he made? Obviously, the the Boyd and Verhagen thing today was not good. Um but what what like what is the big mistake that Osmus has made so far that that has I been a fireable think... fence? like I I just don't like the thing Go ahead.
1: The one thing that strikes me and bothers me a little about a little bit about Brad is that he always seems so weary. He seems okay. tired and maybe even a little dispassionate. Unpassionate? Okay. Like you look at um Uh, The Chicago Cubs manager, Madden, Joe Joe Madden, Mm -hmm. he's he's significantly older, but he just has like a flair for life. It looks like he's having a good time. I've never seen Brad Ausmus look like he's having a good time managing the Tigers. I know you don't need that, but a little bit of like invigoration in a long season is helpful, I
0: think. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And, you know, we, we talked about it, what, the, the second or third show we ever did about, you know, uh, of Al Avila's impassioned speech, you know, going into spring training. And yeah. we were kind of wondering if maybe a little bit of that would have benefited the Tigers through the season. And, you know, right right about now, it feels like somebody could use a boot up the, you know, the hiney. And-
1: Jim Leland said he was never a rah-rah guy. And he wasn't. But Leland had this kind of sly a snarky sense of humor and a little bit of a joy for the the game and the process. I feel like Brad just feels weary.
0: Yeah, and and maybe maybe I, the thing is is I don't know that he is the right guy. I just don't think anything we've seen on the field proves that he's not. You know what I mean? Like like I I don't feel like there's been um any any evidence on the field that says You know, he's making the wrong decision. Got to boot him. Like he didn't, he didn't trade for K rod. Like I, I get that the, you know, that he, he, you know, the, the spring training focus on, you know, base running base running. First of all, he shouldn't have told anybody that because it was always going to come back to bite him in the, in the butt. But like, there's no magic words that he told them in spring training that told our, you know, took our team of terrible base runners and turned them into good base runners. You know what I mean? Like,
1: right three of his tactics i think his tactics are very by the book mm-hmm. and if anything that pisses people off a little bit because they're hoping for a little bit more innovation which, from a younger guy
0: which i think yeah that's what we all kind of kind of what we all hoped
1: for. you know you know everybody laughs it up he's a smart guy Dartmouth. he's young and i think we're all expecting like oh this is going to be kind of innovative. He's going to take some risks with how he uses the bullpen, how he constructs a lineup. He's going to do some things with, uh, you know, shifting. And none of that has really happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've shifted a little bit more.
0: But But baseball has shifted a little bit more. I mean, he's just kind of going with track. That's
1: going with the flow. There's nothing particularly innovative about Brad Auspice. In fact, it's maybe a little bit regressive.
0: Yeah, which... Like we said, that's, that's a surprise, uh, you know, having three of his four best players off to really not good starts. Like there's not, a, not a lot of yeah. manager can do about that. I mean, honestly, Ausmus. Probably- when you have Upton good,
1: when you have Upton Cabrera and, uh, Victor scuffling a little bit, mm-hmm. that's the right in the heart of your lineup. It's tough to face that. Yeah. That makes you look bad in a hurry.
0: All right. We need some fun. Are you ready to go to yeah. your power rankings?
1: Yeah, we can do power rankings.
0: Let's do some Are power rankings. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. This might be the week. This might be the week we, where we tackle uh, models of minivan.
0: Okay. Models right. of minivan.
1: The the other choice that we have is professions you wanted to have had as a child. Oh. So you're, you're a child, you're a grade school kid, and you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? So, this would be like what do you want to be when you grow up professions
0: I think we're gonna have to go with the childhood professions
1: maybe childhood professions. that's good, you know we need a little joy, yeah what's more hopeful and aspirational than childhood- you know profession desires?
0: yeah, maybe next week on the minivans
1: maybe, maybe. yeah, I think next week we could get to it
0: um all right,
1: starting at number seven, this is the seventh best uh this is police officer. Little kids always want to be police officers. They respect them. You know, police officers have both power and compassion. I'm not going to get into the the police drama, but traditionally police officers are a very highly rated and desired job. And especially as kids, it's a very less it's a, it's much less of a complex environment, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's more simple. Police officers are good and helpful. They're heroes. They're
0: the good guys. Yeah, for sure
1: all right that's number seven number six is superhero (laughs) superhero is down on the rankings a little bit because it's not a realistic profession (laughs) but when you're a child that sounds pretty good um this is great because it allows your imagination to run wild it's fun um uh, you know, there's this kind of ego thing with kids. Like I want to, you know, I want to have special powers and they like dream up what powers that they want. It's also down in a little bit because it's gotten quite commercial. That's right? very true. Like uh, all these movies and stuff. And I'm like little, like little kids are going into these movies. I feel like we're violating them a little bit. in their in their poor youngness with like violent superhero movies. You know what I'm saying?
0: I have, I, or I do. I, I actually, I'm not a, a superhero guy, so I haven't seen probably any of them, but I'm sure that you're correct. I'll, I'll take your word for it.
1: Thank you. Number five is artist. Artists. Kids, when they're in grade school, do a lot of art because teachers, frankly, need something for them to do. And of course, grownups affirm all the art that children make it makes them feel very good about it even though some of it is crap um but you're very affirmed as a child with the art that you make so you want to be an artist hmm. that's five. okay number four is is doctor <laughs> doctor uh, when you're a child i think is more virtue driven you really do want to help people and children, when they go to the doctor, I mean, it's a very respected thing. The doctor has, you know, the code or the, you know, you know, at least the stethoscope.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: very high honor kind of thing. Kids want to be doctors. You have control. That's pretty good.
0: Control over the lollipops.
1: Yeah, you want to get that sticker. Be good at the doctor. <laughs> you know, uh, number three is astronaut. Astronaut, I feel, used to be bigger. That's why it's not at the very top of the list, because I think there was a time in American history where every child wanted to be an astronaut, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's still very noble, um, but I think it's more like tech-heavy now. Like, I think a kid would maybe say, "I want to work for NASA," almost as much as you know, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Can I? It's
0: good. No, yeah, please. Can I run a theory by you? Whitney I'd and I were discussing this, um, and by that I mean I was explaining my theory to her. <laughs> I th- I think that Neil Armstrong is one of the most overrated heroes in American history. It could have been hmm. anyone. I mean, seriously, not, no disrespect to Neil and his family, who I believe are from Ohio, so to that. But, right. like— it could have been John Glenn. It could have been Buzz. Yeah. It like, could, could have been anyone. Just because you're first, that puts you on the money and you get the holiday. I don't know if either of those are true, but they could be.
1: <laughs> Astronaut Day? <laughs> <laughs> you get a holiday?
0: Sure. But, you know, if, th- if he I'm actually did it. walk on the moon, even still, it's it's not that impressive.
1: Like, there was a whole stable of astronauts. I feel that's right. Like there are former test pilots and they're training these guys. It could have been any of what, two dozen guys who they really trained to do this kind of work. So I'm kind of feeling you on that one. Exactly. All right. So astronaut (laughs) is number three. Number two is teacher. Every little kid wants to be a teacher because, um, Kids love their teachers, and they spend so much time in the classroom. That's one of the first things that they can think about. And you know, it's their whole world. They want to be a teacher, um, and that's adorable. Number two is teacher.
0: My first number uh, one. My first was was teacher. That was what I wanted to be until yeah. I don't know mid mid college, but before I switched, I realized that really? teachers don't really make anything and have a lot yeah. of work and crap to deal with um i wanted to be a truck driver oh i could i could see you being a good truck driver you know the uh, uh, and whatnot (laughs) what
1: (laughs) because i'd be good with the horn is that what you're suggesting
0: no you're very observant and then you see the kids doing that in the window so you have to you know humor them
1: i i would totally be a horn honker If I was a truck driver, every little kid, I'd be blasting my horn for.
0: Horn horn, if you will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, number one. Do you want to guess for number one?
0: Uh, dinosaur.
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> not even a profession? We're talking professions, Hall.
0: I, f- I feel like half the kids that I've been exposed to, <laughs> which obviously mostly are on television, want to be dinosaurs when they grow up. So that's that's my guess. I'm sticking with it.
1: You're killing me. Number one is baseball player. Oh, That's a winner. baseball baseball player. Um, it's pure unadulterated joy. Mm-hmm. If you're being a baseball player, you get to play around every day. I mean, guys, even at the major leagues, we say play baseball. They don't they don't work baseball. No, they play baseball. It's having fun with your friends. It's a beautiful field um, and kids adore you mm-hmm. right they come up they want your autograph shoot even grown-ups adore you true even dopey dudes in their basements with microphones. <laughs> love baseball players. That's the best profession to want to have when you're a child is baseball player.
0: Do you think when Brad Osmus was a child, you wanted to be a player or a manager? I can imagine him like sitting with his sweater vest in his basement and like his, you know, dry erase board. <laughs> that's numbered one through nine and making his own his own batting lineups.
1: You know, he's filling out his Dartmouth application.
0: <laughs> I want to be a manager. Putting power in the two hole, even from a young age. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I can't answer that. Maybe if Mr. and Mrs. Osmus, if you're listening, please tell us about Brad's childhood aspirations.
0: We should get them on the show. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they'd be eager to <laughs>
0: come on
1: this podcast new. Oh man. Okay. Uh worst three. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Uh number the number three is chef. <laughs> okay. Because you think chef is going to be a glamorous job. You're, you know, being creative and fun. Unfortunately for most chefs, it's like light manufacturing work. <laughs> you know, you, you, and you slave and you wear gloves and you just crank out food all day.
0: Yeah. Not all chefs get unchopped.
1: No, I, I think chef is a. Less glamorous job than it than a child would think it would be.
0: Okay, so there is one great thing about being a chef, and like an acknowledged chef, every time you ask somebody a question, they have to respond to you with yes or no. Chef, that's kind of, t- that's t- kind of baller. I, I I wouldn't mind that.
1: Is there a lower um, title to education ratio? Do you think? <laughs> I mean, um, you have to call somebody. I mean, doctor. You say doctor, um, but you need like nine years of education for that,
0: right? I would imagine it takes a decent amount of education to be like an acknowledged chef. I don't I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of background knowledge on this subject.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move along.
0: <laughs> Speaking
1: of titles, number two is president. Hmm. Every child wants to be the president. Unfortunately, they're just little power-hungry monsters, <laughs> right? There's only one president, and you don't get to be that person. <laughs> and first, and second of all, um, president is not a very fun thing to get. No. Uh, to get to. I mean, maybe it's fine to be president, and I think it's really it would be awesome to be an ex-president, <laughs> but elections, I don't know if you've noticed, but elections are gross. They're
0: yeah. awful. They're kind of life-ruining, I, really. I mean, they can oh. be.
1: Horrible, and you have all this pressure, you know, to you know not piss off the Shah of, you know. <laughs> you know iran or what you know whatever leader you can't say something bad and you got to watch everything you say Mm -hmm. it's it's awful president is not a good
0: job i don't feel like speaking of elections and i were at meyer today and there was uh one of the the tabloids their headline is father of ted cruz linked to jfk assassination like what come on tip of the caps for originality there you are definitely um definitely making that one up
1: what kind of publications are you reading? It's
0: the, the tabloids. The I don't know the, the National Star. Enquirer. Yeah, there we go. I don't I don't actually know what they're called. All right, let's, let's... uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, number one, the worst thing, and this is I, I did research on this. The number two thing that kids want to be, thirty six percent of ten year olds want to be a celebrity. Gosh. A celebrity and this is so sad because it's not about achievement or what you accomplished or what you contributed to society it's just about being famous which is sad that's why they say celebrity and not like a famous you know whatever yeah um it's so sad i don't i don't want my child to be a celebrity and little little kids do not aspire to be celebrities. That's terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> Don't be celebrities. Boom. That's power rankings. Oh, do you want to know the number one thing that kids wanted to be? It was just over a celebrity. 30% th- – excuse me, 37% of 10-year-olds wanted to be what?
0: Garbage man. Superheroes. Oh, my god! I
1: mentioned it in the top. We but, have such
0: yeah. delusional children.
1: Yeah. Garbage man is a little bit more attainable than superhero
0: garbage man's an underrated profession you always get a you always have a ride
1: (laughs) I suppose so (laughs) because if you didn't have a ride it would be difficult to collect the garbage
0: it would all right let's go down on the farm yeah Are are you ready Um, so I know that you're thinking, all right, Jordan's going to play the drop here and we're going to get going. However, Jordan had a very busy week and may have forgotten about the drop until about five (laughs) minutes before I Skype called you. So this is kind of one of those things that like, all right, next week,
1: I'm just going to get it on my cell phone and hold my cell phone to the microphone to play the down on the farm
0: drop. That would actually be kind of funny. Dude, let's do that next week.
1: I'll find it. I'll cue it up on my cellular telephone and just play into the microphone because we're awful.
0: All right. Do you want to go first or would you like me to?
1: I would like you to.
0: Okay. Instead of picking one pitcher as my minor league pitcher of the week, I chose to spotlight some great teamwork. Um, Stop it.
1: This is like
0: co-player
1: of the game. It's a Weak cop-out. This All one right. I'll, 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 I'll,
0: I think you know where I'm going. For those of you who are unaware, yesterday, yeah, oh, which is, is Saturday, the Mud Hens threw a combined no-hitter against the Charlotte Knights, which I believe is a triple A affiliate of the White Sox. Yes. He says with a question mark. Um, everyone's favorite Aussie, Warwick Sawpold. So went five strong striking out three. Preston Gilmet went two. Our boy Logan Kensing uh, pitched the eighth, and Bobby Parnell tossed the ninth to seal the deal. Well done, fellas. I I saw the tweet. It was like the first no-hitter in Toledo since like the 60s or 70s or 80s. It's been a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Warwick. I feel like Warwick did the lion's share of the work there.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. But I, yeah,
1: team effort. Team That was good work.
0: It sounds like he hadn't been stretched out, so maybe if this were like three weeks down the road, he might have been able to go a few more, yeah. but... Five, five hitless is no is no uh, nothing to to balk at.
1: Isn't that kind of crazy though? Matt Boyd gets scooped up in emergency late minute or late minute last minute situation, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta have somebody pitch." Okay, Warwick, you're you know you're gonna take the first leg of this relay, and they throw a no hitter that way.
0: It's pretty sweet. That's cool. Did better than Norris did
1: yeah Norris has been sucking hasn't he
0: he has well he's only had one start at Toledo but it was it was not good I'm gonna go on record to say I hope that I'm wrong but I'm I'm not optimistic kind of whatsoever about Norris I have the jersey t-shirt so I want him to do well right but I don't I'm starting to get that bad feeling about him
1: he may need to you think it's an injury thing he's got to just heal up or is it more than that
0: I don't know I'm I'm not sold on him i but not feeling it. Hopefully, this is more. I don't know. This is more just gut feeling as opposed to any real evidence that, that backs me up. Right. All right.
1: Gotcha. My turn. Hitter of the week. Um. Actually, I just want to recap from last week, and that is, I picked Spencer Watkins <laughs> as the down on the farm highlight. He had an eventful week, didn't he? He got suspended for, I believe, a recreational drug. A drug of, and not a performance enhancing drug, but something else. I don't want to say for sure it's weed, but you know that type of thing is sometimes weed. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So Spencer Watkins, sorry. I hope I don't jinx this player. <laughs> uh, but our hitter for the week, I could have picked. Um, uh, I could pick Moya. He Moya had two had bombs a, had today, a nice day, yeah. but he's kind of been quiet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to pick Will Maddox. Okay. Will Maddox is a 23-year-old who plays for the West Michigan Whitecaps. He's had five straight games now with two or more hits. Wow. That's, that's re- kind of that's that's kind of really impressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's had five straight multi-hit games. In the last 10 games, he's batted 385, five doubles. He's tacked on two stolen bases as well he he's playing a lot of um designated hitter but he also gets some time at second with our boy
0: <laughs> ninja Purtle. Purtle, right we need him um, on the show Purtle, yeah
1: i don't i have I, I you know i don't know if he's good or fun or anything he could walk in this room right now with a sign that says my name is Purtle," and you know i hardly would recognize him
0: do you think he goes by ninja Purtle to his friends Oh, I, if he doesn't, he should, right? He absolutely should. I'm I'm going to make yeah. this happen. Next week we're going to have Pertle on the show. Good, and, all right, good luck with and that. And by that I mean <laughs> don't bank on that at all whatsoever. But it would be
1: Right. Fun. We'll have to talk to Emily. Emily Walden um writes minor league stuff for um Bless You Boys, and she is my go-to cheat for saying for for down on the farm. Hmm. Like, you know, an hour before the podcast happens, I'll I'll text her and say, Emily, who should I pick? And she'll give me a couple suggestions. So that really helps me be super lazy, which I appreci- appreciate. Thanks, Emily. <laughs>
0: That's what it's all about. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to look ahead? Yes, please. Okay. So in the next week, we play, uh, let's see, four at home to Oakland, who happen to be leading the American League West. And then we travel to Minnesota for three. The matchups are um, tomorrow night, Kendall Graveman uh, against Jordan Zimmerman. So obviously put that one down in the win column. Kendall
1: Graveman?
0: Yeah. He's a Do you know anything about him? Second year pitcher. Um, he came over in the Brett Laurie deal, maybe. Wow. I wouldn't that's, know. that's the extent. sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what happened. Believe me,
1: nobody's fact checking
0: this. No, um, just Ri- be confident. Rich Hill against Big Pelf on Tuesday, which should just be a dynamite oh. game. Uh, Sonny Gray against Verlander on Wednesday, which actually Ooh, be should fun. be a dynamite game. And Chris Bassett against Annie Ball on Thursday, and I know very little about bassett um let's see friday shane green is the scheduled starter so it remains to be seen who will who will pitch yeah. there against phil hughes um zimmerman again again on saturday against Urban santana and then big pelf against tommy malone on sunday and obviously as you get down the down the road you know stuff it becomes less certain mm-hmm.
1: how do the a's keep coming up with these starting pitchers who are I, good
0: i don't know they i'm Moneyball. i mean it's yeah, it's the, it's the they find
1: these guys, and away they go.
0: They're in they're in first place. I I mean, I thought <sighs> they were heading towards ninety hundred hundred losses, but
1: surprise. they're continually pesky. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just like uh, who did we call pesky earlier? The Indians, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Twins. The Twins are the pesky. Twins.
0: Um, any anybody that sticks out that you are looking forward to seeing, hitter or pitcher?
1: Uh, Gray versus Verlander is the matchup that. This seems kind of interesting to me. I haven't seen Gray in a while.
0: Um I was looking he against uh let's see the t- current Tigers hitters are collectively a career 180 against him. That could be Ugh. a long, that could be a long night. Yikes. Um I'm a, in in a, a way that is, you know, self-defeating and <laughs> it just terrible. I I'm looking forward to Rich Hill against Big Pelf. I think that could be wildly entertaining. Um Rich Hill.
1: It'll make for good banter on Twitter. if nothing, will. I'll see pelf up there.
0: That's what I learned from last pelf start. I need to come into pelf restarts with a fully charged battery because phone battery goes so quick on those nights. Um, but Rich Hill, the junk baller, the lefty, um, you know he's going to destroy us because those type of pitchers always mm-hmm. do. Um,
1: he's from the Bruce Chen School of Pitching.
0: Exactly. Do you know he went to University of Michigan like a million years ago? Who? Rich Hill? No, Rich Hill. Oh, Rich Hill. Um,
1: you um, see the guy who they named the auditorium after? Uh, sure. Hill auditorium. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> why? It?
0: Why not? Um, and I'm really excited to see Miguel Sano. Hopefully, not in any sort of like you know destroying us kind of way, but mm-hmm. definitely could be.
1: Um, talking about Sano, you have to watch the documentary that um features Sano's rise. Um, okay. the poli- poli- uh, I don't know the word in Spanish, but it's. Um, it's, it's Spanish for ballplayer.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
1: Polotero or something like that. And, um, um, basically it, it, it charts his rise in the Dominican and it's really fascinating. Interesting. You gotta watch it. That one and the movie Sugar. Sugar. I, I can't recommend enough.
0: Yep. Are these on Netflix? um. um Maybe. Okay.
1: I think Sugar is. Sugar is super solid, especially if, if you watch any Midwest League baseball. Got to watch Sugar. It's really interesting.
0: Okay. Record prediction for the week. There's seven total games.
1: Uh, I'd be tickled if they finished four and three, right? Yeah. I mean, just to pull out of this. Um, I'm going to say that. Four and three. I'm an optimistic guy.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go four and three too. Um, it's for me, it was either three and four or four and three. But I'll I'll take the optimistic side also. Okay, yeah. last week um, picks to click were not even close. Uh, my choice of Shane Green was what some might call a total disaster, um, while Eric had Salty, who was pretty much the sum total of our offense. So I went ahead and gave you the win without having much discussion. Are you comfortable with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Salty had five games, two bombs, batted 308, 120 uh one point two eighty four OPS. That was that was crushed, yeah. yeah. And green stunk.
0: Yeah, green was not good. Um so you are now two and oh, two weeks in. But lot <sighs> this, this game is a marathon, not a sprint, so so I wouldn't I wouldn't feel uh-huh. too comfortable over there.
1: Keep telling yourself that.
0: All right. So for this week, um, let's see. A lot of a lot of righties were facing Graveman, uh, Sonny Gray, Bassett, Phil Hughes, Irvin Santana. So for that reason, I took a left hander, one that can really go get it in center field, has a little bit of a gun. <laughs> I think this is the week that Anthony Ghost breaks out. And by that, I mean, has a recent interesting week.
1: Oh, yeah. Um who do I want? Um I'm gonna go since you're going ghosts, I feel like that's easily I think I can get a get a <laughs> deep cut here and overcome. I'm feeling a start or two for my boy Romine. <laughs> Gosh. Andrew Romine is who I'm picking.
0: Andrew Romine. Romine place a nice little first base.
1: Yeah. I mean, He's nah. gonna get if he gets one, maybe he'll get a start this week. I feel like he hasn't gotten a start lately, and uh, uh, you know, some some slick fielding off the bench for Mister yeah. Romine.
0: There, there, you have it, Ghost and Romine, going to light it up this week. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. It's a race to the bottom. <laughs> at uh, podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And once again, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week?
1: No. Enjoy spring. Smell a flower. Go for a walk. Throw a frisbee. Get
0: outside. Chase some kids off your lawn. You
1: know what? Let the kids play on your lawn.
0: Just don't let them play superhero or celebrity.
1: Yeah. If they pretend, if they're playing celebrity, you just kick them right in the ass right off your lawn.
0: (laughs) That's awful. And with that being said, we say eat them up, tigers. Eat them up.
1: Goodbye. Subtle results. Still
0: you, but with fewer lines.